Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Welcome to this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers. Today, we are talking about expiration dates. And I think we need to start with how this episode topic came about. Are you referring to the cornbread saga? (laughs) I am. I received a text message a couple weeks ago from Jacqueline that said, Millennial Homemakers Confession. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... (laughs) We'll, we'll get into it. So this episode was inspired by a millennial homemaking incident, which I had made ribs for dinner. And what goes better with barbecue ribs than cornbread, right? Absolutely. I go in my pantry, get the Jiffy Mix, whip it up. I really like cornbread batter. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if I've ever tasted cornbread batter. Okay, so I like taste like every batter. I'm not a big baker, and obviously I'm using a Jiffy mix. But I I taste, I do taste like every batter. And so I kind of know what it tastes like, especially cornbread, because I make it a lot. So I tasted it, and I thought, hmm, it's not right. It's not wrong. Doesn't smell bad. Just doesn't taste quite right. I'll add sugar. So I go, I add some sugar. Then... I think to myself, hmm, let me look at that box. And I'm pretty sure I think I smelled the milk and was like, the milk's fine. Looked at the eggs. The eggs were new. That was fine. I looked at the box and it had expired six months prior, which means that I moved expired Jiffy Mix from Tennessee to Florida. That was my first thought too. It's not that it expired six months ago because... If it had been in your pantry, no big deal. But you moved it. (laughs) I moved it and it had already expired. We moved in November. Uh, And one thing when when we were moving is I did look through the pantry items, pretty much all the items that we moved. And I looked through all the expiration dates. Not sure how I missed this one. Anyway. Maybe you thought it was still 2020 and you're like, I got another year. unsure uh maybe i just didn't see it maybe i checked another one and since i usually buy them like in threes like if i'm out of jiffy mix i'll buy three boxes so maybe i just looked at one i didn't look at all of the boxes i don't know for whatever reason i had expired cornbread batter in a bowl so i thought well i'll bake it and see what happens maybe it'll taste fine once i bake it put it in my husband's grandmother's cast iron skillet baked it it didn't rise as much as normal and from our expiration date research we will get into that but with the sugar added to it it didn't really matter tasted fine didn't tell jordan about this actually until this morning right before we (laughs) are you serious i didn't realize he still didn't know (laughs) he didn't know And because I didn't think he would trust my cornbread again, I definitely pulled an Amber Heard on him and recorded his thoughts on the cornbread. So I will play that. Uh, We're just like laying on the couch after dinner and I asked him some questions about it so we can roll that tape. Wait, wait, you like cornbread? Yes. What did he say about it? It was super good. So I did a great job. Yeah, you did do a great job. It was really good. And it was in your grandma's skillet. 
Uh huh. Yeah, that was really sweet. Do you like it because it was sweet? Yeah, it had a good flavor to it. Are you recording this? Yeah. Anyway, so when I told him this morning, I said, hey, I played him the voicemail part and said, hey, I'm going to, I think I'm going to use this in my podcast episode. Like, is that okay? And he was like, yeah, why? And I said, oh, well, the cornbread mix was expired. So then I told him the whole story and he had no idea still and said, yeah, it tasted totally fine. So. And he's still here to tell the tale. So apparently it was fine. We also thought this was a good topic not long after our grocery sticker shock episode because you might be trying to figure out how to make things last a little longer if you have something that's expired you don't like you might feel like you're throwing out good money that that is a good point it, it all these things are relevant right now also i think going through your pantry i try to do it every 6 months just kind of go through all the consumable items and s- sort things out throw things away if they've gone stale or expired, etc. Obviously didn't do a great job of it because I moved expired cornbread. After I told Jordan, confessed to him what I had done. <laughs> I'm being dramatic. He really didn't care. He said, well, you know what grandma always said about expiration dates? And I was like, well, I knew she like had expired stuff. I remember one time there was I don't remember what was it it was like a spice or something and it was like 14 years old it was something so bad but she said if you don't mind it don't matter I love that and that's <laughs> and was, that's a lot of my philosophy so I'm glad that you know it's not gonna kill me prematurely yeah if you don't mind it don't matter she was kind of flexible on a lot of those type of things for instance if you you know after dinner, she'd offer you coffee. She said, do you want coffee? And commonly people would say, oh, do you have sure? Do you have decaf? And she would say, it's whatever you want it to be. (laughs) Oh, so definitely not decaf. (laughs) Definitely not decaf, but it's whatever you want it to be. So that is our philosophy going into our discussion on expiration dates. I will preface this and say that if it smells bad, don't eat it. Don't use it. I was kind of pushing the boundaries and I did see some stuff about cake mixes specifically that now has Mm -hmm. me questioning. I did Google the oat or the, um, the cornmeal thing and it did say it could be used. Was it like a year or something after the date? So we are giving Google information, just some Feeding our curiosity, if you will. Yes, this episode is really just Jacqueline's cornbread fiasco kind of launched this whole, well, am I eating a lot of expired things? Am I taking expired medicine? Which is something we'll get into. If I eat this or take this or use that product, will it harm me because it's expired or will it just not work? Right. So that is kind of the preface. And we're going to be talking about food, beauty products, skincare, kind of going into beauty products, household items like cleaners and medicine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Before we start, or maybe unless you have something else, before we get into food, I looked up some of the common terms that you see on Mm -hmm. boxes. Um, I don't know if you did that as well to kind of go over the different, because there's expired, there's sell by, use by, all those different things and kind of what the difference is there. Right. And so when you look on, let's say you were like me with your cornbread, (laughs) if you look on the box, it'll have a date, but you need to figure out, is that date actually an expiration date 
-hmm. or is it a sell by date best if used by date? I also saw something called pack dates. I saw that too. And that one was, I don't think I actually wrote down what it, like what it means for the consumer, but that is just the day that it was actually put in the package. And I think those things have a shelf life based on that day versus other things have a shelf life based on when you open it and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us tell us the definition, Shafi. Um, well, I'm going to first start that here in the United States, the USDA does not have a federal requirement for any of these dates. There are some state levels. Um, the only thing that is federally mandated to have an expiration date is infant formula. And that also, do not use your infant formula past that day. It could make your baby really sick. Everything else- Is that, is that because of vitamins in it? I think that, and there's so many different ingredients that it might, like, it might not be as, uh, as effective. Like the vitamin, like you said, might not, your babies might not be getting the vitamins they need. And then I think there might also be like an introduction of bacteria because if you make Mm. a bottle and your baby starts drinking it, you are supposed to throw it away within an hour if they didn't finish it because bacteria can start that quickly in a a made and started bottle. Okay. So it could be a bacteria thing. Okay. Cause we'll get more into vitamins later, but there's mm-hmm. like a specific thing about vitamins that mm-hmm. that was my like question. So that's very interesting. Cause I did not realize that. I mean, did you know that? I, the more I looked into it, I'm like, I remember, I think there's a law in New Jersey and California because of that. I'm like, Oh, I guess it makes sense that there's not a federal law because then the States wouldn't have to have these individual laws. So the, couple different dates that you might see is sell-by, and that was really for the retailers so they know how long to keep something on the shelf before they remove it. It really has no indication of safety, but this could be good for you because if there's something that's been on this um, shelf for a while and that sell-by date is approaching, the grocery store might mark it down significantly so they can move it and still make some money off of it. So be on the lookout for those things. And then the best if used by or best if used before dates, again, not really a safety, but a quality. Anything after that date, the product just might not taste as good as it would have if you had eaten it before then. Guaranteed fresh is usually specifically for bakery items, and that just indicates that item's peak freshness level. Um, It's usually safe to eat after that date. It just might not be as fresh as it was before that. Use by is the last date that the manufacturer uh, recommends that you actually use it. This is usually on produce. And again, it's that peak quality and then it might be a little too ripe after that. And then, like I said, infant formula is the only one where that use by is very specific and you should absolutely not use it after that. And then freeze by is if you're not going to use it by a certain time period, make sure you get it in the freezer before that date if you want to maintain that peak quality and freshness. It is interesting how you can prolong the date based on storage Mm -hmm. for food. And I think that's really interesting. And think about your produce, for instance. If you left a bagged salad in a hot car before you brought your groceries in, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be as good. Right. Right. And now that's that's a a very um, fragile item as a vegetable, a very fresh vegetable, a lot of water content. I feel like the more water content in a product, unless it's been preserved, it's going to mm-hmm. go bad faster. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's storage and you may not, you may be okay with leaving canned items or pantry items in a hot car, but 
on a more micro level, the same spoilage might be happening. So something can go bad before the date because you sort it incorrectly, just as much as something can remain fresher longer because you sort it correctly. Yeah, absolutely. I think the key to prolonging anything you buy is to make sure you're storing it properly. And there's also tips that you can try for that produce because I know produce tends to spoil pretty quickly if it's not stored correctly. Um, I've heard of wrapping broccoli stalks in a damp paper towel before you put it in the crisper to make it last longer, or I think asparagus in aluminum foil. So you can just Google these tips, um, see if if anything, if you know if you already have something on hand to try to make it last as long as possible if you're not going to eat it right away, or if it is raw veggie or raw meat that you plan on cooking, you can always cook it beforehand and refrigerate it to get it to last longer. Mm-hmm. I've seen those like TikToks where people mm-hmm. submerge certain vegetables in water in a container. I have never done that kind of stuff. I just try to use it as much as possible and then throw it out if it goes bad. But I really should get better about those kind of hacks. So if you use one, let us know in our Facebook group. We always post the episode and you can comment and kind of interact with us there. And um, I have used the broccoli one and it has worked for oh. me. And I don't know if it's because I keep the refrigerator really cold or what, but. So something that Jordan and I have run into moving to Florida is our milk does not stay good as long as it did in Tennessee. I wonder, is it the heat or? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's the quality of milk that we're getting. I'm not sure. We are shopping at a different grocery store, so there's going to be different brands. I don't know if it's our refrigerator here. I don't drink cow's milk. I drink coconut milk or almond milk. I'm not lactose, but that's just not how I want to take in more calories. And, uh, you know, and I, and I never, I had, like I didn't in Tennessee either. So I don't know if he's just not going through it as fast. I don't really know what the issue is, but it does spoil. So apparently I I have this list um, that I found online from WebMD and it was talking about how long your food is like on average, like good for after the expiration or sell by date or whatever the date is on the container. So for milk, it's said that it's good for seven days in your fridge, store it in the back of your fridge for the coldest temperatures. I thought that was a good hint, which is where I do store the milk. So oh, I'm not that's sure interesting. Cause I've always stored it on the door. And so that might not be the best oh. place for me to store it. I'll oh, I've never, that. I've never put it on my door. That's, I grew up with it always on my door. Yeah, I guess our milk was on the door. Uh, yeah, I never thought about that, but I always put it in the back. This this fridge specifically is um, our fridge in Tennessee. The door was not deep enough. It was an older mm-hmm. refrigerator. And then this one, the, the shelves are kind of flimsy. So I don't want to put something on there that's going to cause a big mess. That makes sense. Eggs are good for three to five weeks past the date and like milk you should store the eggs in the back of your fridge i store it on like one of the main shelves so i guess that's kind of in the back that's we tend to store ours in the back mostly because they we buy a lot of eggs at once and um, because we hard boil a lot of them and then we just have eggs a lot in general so then they just take up a lot of space so that's why we put it in the back so something that i've heard which i'm not sure is true or not but you can tell when eggs have gone bad not just by smell but if you crack them and the yolk has already been broken. I mean, obviously sometimes like if you shake the egg or you actually break the yolk while you're cracking, but if you crack it into the pan and the yolk is like not contained, it started to break down. 
that's good to know. I've also, there's something, and I never remember which one it is, if it floats first, it doesn't float before you crack it, obviously. Um, but I never know. I usually just, I don't, it's like an instinct and the smell that you know when you crack an egg and you're like, this isn't right. I've never cracked an egg and not, and had it smell bad. Have you? Once. But I have no idea how long the, it was, it was very bad. <laughs> like it had oh, been okay. in your fridge for a very long time. Okay. Yeah. I've never, I've never done that, but I have cracked it and had the yolk. Like, like it just was, you could tell that the integrity wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I used it for baking. So I don't really care. It was like brownie <laughs> mix or something, but I have gotten to that point And I think I like threw the rest out after I used what I needed to for mm-hmm. that day. Um, like I said, I would bring it dessert or something. <laughs> Ground meat and poultry. That is the thing that I think is going to go the the thing that you don't want to play around with is raw meat and that is good for one or two days in your fridge after the date on the package and if you plan to use it later than that like if you realize oh no my ground meat expires today or tomorrow or expired yesterday immediately freeze it or like i said earlier go ahead and cook it because then you can prolong it for a couple extra days Um, and then ground meat you can freeze for three or four months and then ground or fresh poultry up to a year. So that ground meat, make sure you label it um, what day you're putting it in the freezer, just so that way it's not like a year later and you're like, ah, this is still good because it might not be. Okay. I guess I never really thought about a timeline on frozen meat. <laughs> is that bad? We go through ours, but I have had some chicken in there if, at some points. I've had some chicken tenderloins, but usually my things get freezer burned before I think the date would be up. So I throw it away because of that. Is freezer burn a sign of it going bad? I think so. Because I know there's like a diff between freezer burn and just like ice crystals. And I think from what I understand is that freezer burn is a sign that it's probably shouldn't use it. So cooked meat is good in your fridge for three to four days after you cook it. Which makes a lot of sense because that's generally how good leftovers are. And once you cook it, they're basically a leftover, even if you haven't actually used it yet. Right. I've definitely eaten leftovers longer than that. Me too. Drew and I have that conversation often. It's when is this from? And then in college, my roommate and I played a very disgusting game called whose is it? What was it? And what is it now? (laughs) We never ate it when it got to that point. Okay, Okay, good. Yeah, one time I had a roommate (laughs) and we would call them science experiments of things that she would either leave out or leave in the the fridge because I, I kind of had a rule about doing other people's dishes where if you still had like if you didn't scrape your dish off I'm not going to do it for you I will do it if it's just scraped off cleaned off and put in the sink and it was like waiting for the dishwasher to be empty like I will put it in the dishwasher but I am not scraping your food off like your mom especially if you don't know how long it's been sitting there. Yeah, no, not going to do it. Yeah, we would um, put put the items in her room if they were left in the kitchen. And she, <laughs> this is so gross. Okay, if you do this, I'm sorry. But she would make spaghetti noodles and she would put ketchup on them. And people doing that. And... I want to say one time she like, and I don't know if she was just freaking us out, but I mean, she ate it, but she had Doritos that she like crunched up and put <laughs> in the mixture. 
And she would like to partake in some extracurricular activities to where she would be very ravenous sometimes. <laughs> so that might explain some of the eating. But I remember one time the the ketchup spaghetti was left out and it like had a mold layer on it. And we put it in the bowl on her bed and we're like, we would call them her science experiments. We're like, hey, you have an ex- a science experiment like in there. And... <laughs> That was our petty roommate I think drama. I, would have, I think I would have just thrown it out and been like, that dish is gone. Yeah, but I was pettier than that. That's fair. <laughs> and it kept happening. So it was just, that was how, that was how it was handled. That's true. A one-time thing. Because, you know, sometimes we have leftovers that get pushed to the back. And then when we're cleaning out a refrigerator, we have no idea where it's from. And that's, I'm just like, this Tupperware is gone. I'm not even dealing no, with it. I'm just trash. Yeah, it. I've done that before too. This one in particular was left on top of the fridge. She didn't, she didn't get mad that we put it on her bed. She was just like, oh, you guys, like, haha, like so funny. And we're like, no, it's not funny. It's gross. I only lived with her for a year. So, and I lived with the other roommate for five years. So who's going to say that? Who was the problem? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So some other things. Lunch meat is good for two weeks before it's opened and it's good for three to four days after it's opened. Which I did not realize until we started this that it was so short. Yeah. I definitely use lunch meat like for a few weeks. Me too. And then if you freeze it before you open it, it's good for one or two months. So is that why you have to microwave lunch meat? Because I guess it's just a breeding ground because people usually leave it in the fridge longer like is that oh I know because I looked this up when I was pregnant because right that's what I'm talking about like you have to yes because cold subs are my absolute favorite I will eat hot subs but I definitely prefer cold subs cold lunch meat sandwiches over hot ones and so I was looking up how can I get a cold sub and still like not get sick and there's a bacteria that's in it that you're just more susceptible to getting sick from when you're pregnant, um, that when you're not pregnant and an adult, you tend to just, your body like knows how to get rid of that bacteria so it doesn't colonize. Interesting. The same with uh, pregnant women have to be very careful about um, cheese, lettuce and cheese. Oh, lettuce? Because you know, a lot of times there's like lettuce is pulled from shelves. I forget what bacteria yes, it is. Yes, the E. coli. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, pregnant women are just more susceptible to getting sick from it. Interesting. Dry rice or pasta is good for one or two years in your pantry. And then once it's prepared, it's good for three to four days in your pantry. I've definitely used rice and noodles longer than three to four days. Me too. Or not in your pantry, in your fridge. Three to four days in your fridge. And I don't think I've ever had pasta or rice sit for a year. Because I, I use those things pretty often. The only time I have is I bought like a five pound bag of rice from Costco. Oh, yeah. But even then, because we do have rice pretty frequently. So even then, I think it made it to the year mark, but barely. And never pasta. It says that steaks are good for three to five days in your fridge. But isn't that the same thing as meat? Or no, it says ground meat and poultry are good for one to two days in your fridge. So I guess because the steak is not mixed up i yeah i think the like the ground meat it's probably been introduced to more air than the steak and then i think poultry is just more susceptible to salmonella than ground beef 
And so I wonder too, if the, since the ground meat is made from like the not great parts of the cow or whatever pork, uh, pig or fowl or whatever it is, if it's already like longer versus, yeah, versus it's kind of like people who had cafeteria food, they would have like hamburgers and the next day they would have chili. Yeah. Is it kind of like that? <laughs> but with steak, I don't know. Yeah, that could be. Who knows? And We'd then, have to ask a butcher that. They'd probably know. The last kind of pantry food item would be canned fruit. And that's good for 12 to 18 months in your pantry. And then once it's opened, it's good for five to seven days if stored in the fridge. Um, I've got a couple more. So okay. mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is good two months um, in your fridge opened. And, or you can, oh no, I think I've kept mayonnaise way longer than that. Oh, me too. Me too. Ew. And and I always look at it. I like every time I like look at the mayonnaise and I'm like, are you okay? Like, you know, I look at all my sauces like that. I'm like, is there mold? Are you okay? And it's like, yeah, I'm okay. I might need to be mixed a little. Well, that's, I was reading the reason it goes bad is the oil in it. It can go rancid, so I would think it would smell. Oh, okay. Um, and then it can be stored in your pantry unopened for three months. And then, let's see, ketchups, since you were talking about ketchup earlier, um, six months in your refrigerator or unopened in your pantry for a year, which I've definitely kept ketchup longer than that. And then low-acid canned foods, so not your fruits, not your tomatoes, um, two to five years in your pantry and then cereal can be unopened for six to eight months past the use-by date or expiration date. And if it's opened, you can continue eating it for four to six months. Okay. Yeah, I've had I've kept cereal a very long time. Me too. Me too. Because we don't eat a whole lot of it. So we always just have like a box that came from somewhere. Yes. Yes. Jordan like always says he's going to start eating cereal in the mornings. And so then I buy like a few different kinds and then they're opened and they just sit and then he'll like think about it like a few months later. So yeah, that's pretty much how ours are. Now, Andy has started to eat Cheerios. So we are going through that a little more, but makes sense. Okay. Let's talk about beauty products. Okay. So similar to food, how you can tell that beauty products have gone bad (laughs) is the color is off mm-hmm. it smells weird mm-hmm. or the texture has changed so if it doesn't look right it ain't right <laughs> right or if you're putting it on your face and you're like this isn't blending as much as it yes. used to another thing about beauty products don't share it with people i know that you probably learned that when you were a little kid but they're really kind of nasty when you think about it that you've been sticking your little dirty fingers in it you know so yeah. it, just keep it to yourself. But even then, it's good to go through. How often do you go through your makeup bag? Never. I definitely should. Because especially researching this, I'm prone to acne anyway. And expired makeup can lead Mm -hmm. to acne, eye infections, just all kinds of gross stuff that I definitely need to go through it more. But you can extend the life by washing your hands, not sharing, making sure you clean your makeup brushes, all of that stuff. I really only go through it when I'm traveling because I'm like, what, what do I use? What do I need to throw away? Also, I don't want to be embarrassed by the people I'm traveling with and have a really nasty makeup bag. So I have been going through it more recently because I I didn't want to 
pack things that I wasn't going to use. Well, when you travel with me, don't be embarrassed because my makeup bag is also. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. We have a girl's trip coming up this fall. Yes. So So here was from an article that I read, some kind of like expiration timelines. Again, same thing with food. They don't really... Really, their like expiration is from time of opening, I found, if it's stored correctly, right? Did you find and the same? Yes. And the symbol, because it's not like as clearly marked on a lot of things. So there's like an open jar symbol with a number and an M, and that's how many months after opening it that yeah, it I would, last. I would never know that, and I would never know when I bought something. One reason to use a rewards program like I shop at Target a lot, Ulta a lot, is then it can tell it, you can look up and see when you bought things. And assume that you opened it that day just to make your life easier. Well, I pretty much always do. I'm not going to let them, the makeup's expensive, Jackie. That's I'm not going to let that sit. Like I'm going to use it in the car. I'm going to peel apart the little package. I'm going to put it in the car on top of my makeup that I already have because I just dropped however much money on this new makeup. That is true. <laughs> So nail polish, two Mm -hmm. years from opening, which I have nail polish that's I've had for a lot longer than that. So, And you can extend the life of nail polish by putting a little bit of nail polish remover into it. If it's getting to the point where it's not going on as smoothly, um, you can do that. Is she chunky? Just put some remover (laughs) in it. It'll like, it's like paint thinner. Exactly. Powder foundations and eyeshadow. This was longer than I expected. Two years. I was surprised at that too, because I definitely thought everything was like a year max. Me too. I I thought I had a year in my head as well. Liquid foundation and concealer, six to 12 months. But I go through that. If it's my, if it's my foundation or my concealer, I'm going to go through it in like two months. Yeah, me too. Lipstick, lip pencil, eyeliner pencil, and eyebrow gel, one year. I've had lipsticks for a lot longer than that. I think almost all of my lipsticks because I don't I don't wear ma- lipstick every day. I don't even wear makeup every day anymore, but I don't wear lipstick every day. So all of mine are probably six years old. I know I have a lip pencil that, I mean, but I sharpen it. Like it's not like, well, I'm, so I don't know. I did read that anything you can sharpen. So some eyeliners and lip pencils can last a lot longer because it's not the same thing being exposed to air because you sharpen it and it's a brand right. new layer. Let's tell ourselves that. <laughs> Blush, bronzer, and face creams, one year. Lip gloss, this was surprising. Three to six months. Now, I read something that said 12 months, but that could be okay. unopened. Mm. Mascara and blending sponges, three months. Mm-hmm. I go through my mascara pretty fast, but maybe it's just because it's a breeding ground by because it's by your eye. Um, you want to be extra cautious. And to me, mascara, it's always very obvious when it's starting to go bad because it gets very clumpy because it's starting to dry out. So I have a solution for that. Oh, good. Eye drops. Smart. So don't use like, if you have like a medicated eye drop, don't use that. But just if you have regular over-the-counter eye drops or contact solution, a few squirts into your mascara, not a lot, just a little bit, it it works a lot better. That is really good to know. I will definitely have to try that. 
Yeah, but again, <laughs> it might be expired. Facial mo- moisturizers, eye creams, and serums. It says two years. Now, I saw two years if not opened and just a year after opening. Okay. So I think a lot of this, it will specifically depend on your product because they will use different ingredients and this is all just a general time frame. And something that um, we'll get into this more with medicine, but with makeup and even with the food products is it's probably not going to hurt you. Obviously, like dairy, you know, expired dairy is going to make you sick. Like it's going to be, but you're not, most things probably won't hurt you, but it's not going to taste as good. It's not going to be as effective. So if you have like a face cream with some like vitamin E in it or something, then it's not going to do the thing that it said it would do. And this is particularly true. I have this under beauty as sunscreen and I have experienced this. So sunscreen you should use within a year of um, purchase or you should, you know, stop using within a year of purchase or at the expiration date. The expiration date does mean something. And I, when we were in middle school, the day before I was supposed to leave for the beach with Jacqueline and her family, I went to a friend's pool, was actually really good about my sunscreen, put it on, you know, when I was supposed to. Next day, woke up, sun poisoning. My mom almost didn't let me go to the beach, but Jacqueline's mom is a nurse and was like, I will make sure Jackie stays out of the sun, is covered, drinks plenty of water, all of that stuff. And we looked at the sunscreen that I had used and it had all expired just like a couple months before. And so even though I was really good about putting on, it wasn't working. I remember that and you were like purple. It was bad. It's definitely, I I get sunburned pretty easily, but that was definitely the worst. No, it was really bad. And I remember like you couldn't wear a regular bra. Like it was so bad. Like you literally, like it hurt when you were sleeping. Luckily, I think it was kind of rainy that week too. So we stayed inside a lot and did puzzles and read and stuff. But we did sneak out to the pool one day because your mom was adamant that I could not go outside. Oh, really? Well, I know we did go to the pool at some point. Obviously, yeah, I don't but... think I was supposed to. Oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I remember that. That was pretty bad. And you can usually tell when a sunscreen goes bad because the color is going to be a little yellow. And same thing with other facial creams is if the color looks a little yellow, it's probably not good anymore. And smell too. That's another part of it. The smell. This was, I do remember this was spray on sunscreen, which is a little harder Mm. to tell. Oh yeah. That's a lot harder. And something that's going to expire your sunscreen even more, so this could have been in Jackie's situation in high school, is if you store your sunscreen in direct sunlight, like if you leave it out on the table at the pool, it's going to go bad a lot faster. So sunscreen should be kept at room temperature. And if you're taking it with you, put it in the same container as the cooler. It doesn't need to necessarily like be in the cooler, but just kind of somewhere cooler in your bag. I don't know if refrigerating it would be bad. I'm not sure. But if it's really hot, don't leave it like out in direct sunlight. So my in-laws have a pool and they have a container of sunscreen that they keep in their outdoor bathroom, which doesn't get air. So leaving it in there, that can make it go bad faster. We tend to leave all of our beach stuff in the garage and I've had to get in the habit of bringing our sunscreen inside because it gets really, really hot in the summer. Yes. Yes. The garage is not a place to keep it. Mm -hmm. 
let's talk about medicine expiration dates. And I had a Harvard study was what I read. Oh, that's good. Because I don't have a whole, whole lot on this except my story. (laughs) Well, what's your story? I don't have a whole lot either. It's not boring, but what's your story? Um, So Drew and I are in the process of redoing our cabinets to get ready to sell our house, hopefully by the end of the year. And we keep all of our medicine above the sink. And so I was like, well, since I'm emptying it out, this is a good time to go through and make sure that the medicine's not expired. Every single one of our bottles of ibuprofen had expired in 2019. Oh my gosh. And I've been using it. When I was pregnant, I was taking Tylenol. So I'm kind of telling myself that's why I kept using it. I'm like, this is so bad. How did I not get sick? So since we had already scheduled this or you know, already planned this topic, I was like, I'm going to start with that because I want to just make myself feel better. And a lot of medicines, especially over-the-counter medicines like ibuprofen, they won't necessarily hurt you if you take them after the expiration date, but they, like we've talked about some other things, they won't be as effective. And so the problem could come in is you take your normal amount of ibuprofen and you're like, I still have a headache. I'm not feeling good. You might be tempted to take more and then you could really cause danger because you're taking a lot more than you should. The expiration date on medicine is the drug. It, that's when they can guarantee that it's at its full potency. Mm-hmm. So that's really the the main issue with it. There are some things that, like there was one drug mentioned that did, wasn't a common drug that said that it might be harmful after, but everything else, it's just a matter of potency and then Like Jackie said, if you're getting in the habit of taking more of the expired medicine and then you take the full strength medicine, that could cause an issue like a stomach ulcer. So obviously talk to your doctor. If it's a medicine that's a prescription that you need, if you fill a prescription and you see that it's expired, that's an issue. (laughs) So I would just, you know, if it's a prescription that you need, make sure that it's not, that it's within the expiration date. But if it's just an over-the-counter medicine, chances are it's probably not going to be as effective after the date, but it's not going to cause you harm. Again, this is just from Google. We are not doctors. This is not advice. This is just like what we found online. Exactly. And if you do happen to notice that you took an expired over-the-counter medicine, you you know have a headache, you need something right now, you're probably okay. But I do highly recommend that you go and replace that. So that way, like Jacqueline said, you don't get in the habit of taking more than you need, which then you know you get the new stuff and you're not even thinking and you take what you were before. And I would also say just try to take the recommended dosage, even if it has expired. And something kind of going into the beauty and the medicine products is if the more natural a product is, and think about with food too, the le- the lower shelf life it's going to have, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to start breaking down because that's what it should be doing. So it doesn't end up in a landfill. <laughs> you know, think about a compost. Like if you could compost it, it's... And it's going to tell you signs that it's breaking down too. That's what being rancid is. That's what the smell change. That's what the, the color change, like all those things are signs that this is going bad. So just use common sense. Yes, exactly. You bought essential oils. Those are probably going to go expire faster than like a lavender bubble bath, for instance. Before we go into medicine for This is kind of a medicine slash cleaning product, but I do tend to use it more kind of not around the house, is rubbing alcohol and hydrogen peroxide. Okay. Because I've never thought about those things expiring. So rubbing alcohol lasts 
um, about two years after opening. And that's the alcohol after that starts evaporating very quickly. And then hydrogen peroxide lasts six months after opening or up to three years if you have not opened it yet. Okay. I have had hydrogen peroxide bottles for a lot longer than that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. I'm pretty sure we bought some when we moved in and it's just, it's still the bottle we have. And we've been in this house for six years. So for cleaning products, the one that surprised me the most was bleach. Mm-hmm. technically has a short shelf life and expires six months after, or, or it starts becoming less effective after six months. And that kind of surprised me. Me too, because we don't use a lot of bleach. And so we've definitely used it a lot longer than that. Yeah, same. I don't, I hardly use bleach at all. Multi-surface cleaning products. So like 409 Windex, or I guess Windex is just glass, but same kind of thing. It, that That can last for two years. So that was about what I like, would say my cycle is like, I'm going to use it within two years. Right. Right. Unless you've bought like multiples of the same kind. And dish detergent a year to 18 months, Mm -hmm. laundry detergent six months to a year. And all this is after opening as long as it was stored room temperature. That's the laundry detergent surprised me too at how short it was. Yeah. We get pods. So Mm. I wonder if pods last last longer. We buy a giant thing at Costco. Oh, detergent? Mm -hmm. But I think it's still probably, we go through it probably within a year anyway. Disinfecting sprays two years after the manufacturer date says, and hand sanitizers last two to three years. Which that one surprised me in the opposite end, especially since rubbing alcohol had... Um, how long was it rubbing alcohol? I don't even remember what I just said. Well, I guess rubbing alcohol is two years. So I guess because san- hand sanitizer is the same thing as the alcohol in it starts to evaporate. So I just looked up and um, laundry pods have a shelf life of 15 months. So that is okay. longer than regular detergent. And I would think maybe at that point, the outer coating, since that's going to be d- dissolvable by water, that would probably start breaking down. So I would think that the pods would, that would go for both laundry and dishwasher pods. I would think so. That makes a lot of sense because as long as that coating is intact, you essentially have a lot of little unopened products. Right. It's not going to be exposed to air. It's not going to have the oxidation, all those things that we've been talking about this whole episode. Mm -hmm. And with cleaning products, you have to be careful how you get rid of them if they are expired. I never do this right, but I also pretty much use them until they're gone. I don't think I've ever had to take... No, I take that back. When we moved... Actually, when we moved, there was, I remember having issues and we ended up putting like paint, for instance, that we couldn't get rid of. We put paint like under the house (laughs) in in its cans because we were like, we don't know how to dispose of this. I could be very wrong. I think paint you can put kitty litter in. Okay. So, so tell me, tell me about how to get rid of cleaning products. Um, So I don't know a lot, just kind of the, the big one is bleach. Like you can't just pour that down your drain. If you have a little bit, you can dilute it with water and pour it down your drain. But if you have a lot left over, maybe you only used a splash of it and now it's gone bad. There should be disposal instructions on the container. And if not, there should be like some sort of waste management near you that can help you dispose of that correctly. And then if you are pouring bleach down the drain, make sure you're not also pouring ammonia down the drain at the same time, because that can create a gas ball and make you pass out. Yes. Just know that if you take away anything from this episode, know (laughs) that you need to be careful how you dispose of these things. Yes. (laughs) Because it's, it's not as easy as just putting it in your trash can. 
And I know when we moved, there was like this, we had, um, we have a stone wall by our driveway and it was just lined with stuff that couldn't go to the dump. We do have a recycle center so we could take glass and stuff there, but I think we ended up having to pay a fee either at the dump or at the recycle center, like an additional fee for some of the stuff. And then I know the paint we couldn't find anywhere. So we just ended up like, you know, putting all the lids on and then putting it in the crawl space. That's we have neighbors that just moved and their lawn for a long time was covered in those kind of things that they couldn't get rid of. And they must have had a, a deal with um, the trash company because every week a little more was gone. And then we also mm-hmm. noticed that the neighbors across the street every week would go and take some and put it in, you know, get rid of it for them um, because they had so much and not just things that you can't just throw away, but also just so much trash um, from cleaning out their house that it kind of became like a neighborhood effort to get rid of it for them. Yes. We had a neighbor who their basement flooded. They obviously took the, they disposed of, you know, like the carpet and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, like the construction debris properly, but they had a lot of belongings that were lost too. And so they would use our trash can for maybe two weeks or something. They would say, Hey, can we put one of our bags of stuff from the flooding? Well, thank you so much for listening. This might not have been the most interesting topic, but if you made it through, um, we do appreciate that. And we hope you learned something or at least put your mind at ease of some of the things that you've eaten in the past. Um, we would love to hear your experience figuring out that you've had expired food. So make sure you join us on our Facebook group, the millennial homemakers to continue this conversation off air and follow me on Instagram at, at JV Alexander 16 and Jacqueline at Jacqueline humble. I liked this episode. I learned a lot. So Yes, but when you hear the topic, you might be turned off. I think we made it fun. (laughs) Okay, uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.